Welcome back to to this Sunday Night Novi. Sunday Night Novi is always brought to you in conjunction with the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial. Tonight we are, tonight's topic is Sefer Shoftim, Prophetic Visions of the 21st Century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shoftim. The series will focus on how Shmuel Hanavi, the author of the Book of Shoftim, sent us many messages for our time. The series dedicated was Echanishmas Rabbi Rachmiel Ben Aronair. Um, the Shama should have an Aliyah. Um, uh, before we talk about, um, arguably, the most controversial figure in Jewish history, arguably, um, we, we, there, are, there are a couple other on, on that list, um, certainly someone like Shabtai Tzvi, people like that. Um, the most complex person in Jewish history to understand, and on a certain level, one of the most heroic people in Jewish history. So, and that, that, that is, of course, Shimshon. Uh, but before we get to, <clears throat> before we get to that, I just wanted to make some final comments on Perak Yud Base, because uh, we're going to start Perak Yud Gimel, um, actually the second Pasuk of Perak Yud Gimel, uh, which is, uh, if you're in the art school, Novi, it's on page 194, but it's Perak Yud Gimel and Sefer Shoftim. Uh, if you have a Chumash, um, it's the Haftorah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn out to be the Haftorah for <clears throat> Parshas Nasso. But I'm not a hundred. I'm not. A, I'm not a hundred percent sure if if I'm going to get get to that tonight. Uh, as we're going to see. We're going to see soon. Anyway, um, at the end of Perak uh, Yud Beis, the Novi point tells us about the shofet named Ivtsan. It says in Perak Yud, "Vayomas Ivtsan, vayikaver v'beislacha." Ivtsan, the judge, ju- died, and he's buried in Beislacha. The Gemara in Baba Messiah, quoted by both Mesudat David, the Radak, uh, um, and Rashi, <laughs> um, says that Ibsan is Boaz, uh, Shehu Boaz, as Mesudat David says. Ibsan was the was Boaz, who was who was of course the front and center star or one of the stars of Sefer of Megillas Rus. Um, it is not an accident. That that Megillas Rus is also authored by Shmuel Hanavi Baruch Hakodesh, uh, because Shmuel Hanavi um, was out to teach uh, universal lessons on Yiddishkeit. Um, not only was his role to teach us about how to remove ourselves from the challenging life of Sefer Shoftim, uh, but he also he also taught us the lesson of Limud Torah the importance of Limura Torah and the importance of the role and the role of Torah Shabbat Peh, the oral tradition in understanding the Torah. And one of the central controversies of Megillas Rus evolved around a lack of understanding of Torah Shabbat Peh, where where when there was a question about Rus' legitimacy to marry Boaz, um, the fact was that Boaz knew the correct Masora, which is a Gemara in Yibamis, which says that, that only a man who converts to Moab cannot marry a regular Jewish woman. But if a woman does, it's okay. Um, the um, uh, famous uh, statement, Amoni, the law Amonis, uh, 
And the Gemara explains because the Torah gives us a reason why they can't convert, uh, why they can't marry a regular Jewish person after converting al Because when we pass through their land, they, they lack chesed and they refuse to give us water and bread or even let us buy water and bread. In fact, Moab stood, at, stood with his army and refused to let us pass through the land. And the Gemara in Yubamas points out that it's derech anoshim lo noshim, that, that that role was a man's role and not a woman's role. So therefore the women were not held accountable for the sins of Moab and Ammon and only, only the men were. So therefore a woman like Rus who converts to Yiddishkeit and becomes a, um, a, a full-fledged Jew, she's allowed to marry anybody she wants, except of course a Kohen who a Gioris could never marry. Uh, but, and anyway, so Shmuel Anavi writes that Sefer because he has so many, he, he saw the Jewish people in a state of, a, in a very complicated state. And he needed to be miyashev. He needed to respond to all areas of life. The lack of the, of the proper passing of the Masorah, which is the, the overall message of Megillus Rus. The, the terrible existence of Sefer Shoftim, which is, which is again and again the message of Megillus, of, of Megillah, of, of Sefer Shoftim, sorry. Um, and so, so therefore, it's important to point out that Ibsan, because the first Pasuk in Megillah Swiss says, by Shoftim, that this story took place during the period of the Shoftim. So here he is, Ibsan. Now, it no, it, it no, the Navi says he was buried in Beis Lechem. So we know that the entire story of Megillah Rus, except for the time where they were in um, Moab, takes place in Beis Lechem. The story of Megillah Rus is the story of the family of Yehuda exclusively, again, except for the people from Moab uh, that were involved. And, and, and it took place in the city of Beis Lechem. So I wanted to just point out something that the Radak says about uh, Ibsan. Uh, says the Radak, Amru Razal. Ibsan Zeboas. Ibsan was Boas. Okay. The Anira and the Radak says, it seems to me, Ki Amruze, that why why does why does the Gemara tell us that Ibsan is Boas? Why is that important? Because of the story, because the Torah tells us about how his children um uh, were married and, and, and had families. The Samachlo Davar Manoach. And we're going to, and that, the next story, which we're about to read, to, uh, which we're going to deal with now, is the story of Manoach who didn't have children. Lilamaitcha, to teach us, Shelo Yiskael Adam, Lo Lo a person should never become haughty, a person should never become seated about wealth or about children. Person shouldn't walk around and say, "Well, I have, I, you know, I have so much money." Or a person shouldn't walk around and say, "Look, look how, look at my beautiful family." Shouldn't be, you shouldn't be talking about it. You know, uh, um, you, you know, th those of us who were brought up with the concept of ayin hara uh, and that you're not allowed to say certain things, you're not allowed to talk because uh, it might bring the ayin hara. Uh, you know, you're not, you're not allowed to be misguided. You're not allowed to become conceited. You're not allowed to become smug about the gifts that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, uh, gives us. My, my grandmother, Aleho HaShalom, 
Um, every time I used to daven for the Ahmed, even before I was bar mitzvah, if I sang An Mizmiros and Shul, I, 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 would, I would come home and I'd get spit on. Uh, that, that was, uh, I would get a full uh, dose of spitting because somehow somehow spitting rid away the Ayin Hara. I don't know, uh, but but uh, those of us who know about this uh, uh, know exactly what I'm talking about. My grandmother used to do that. Uh, and because, because you're not allowed to be misguided, a person is not allowed to, um, the Gemara tells us in Brachos that when you're asked to be the Baal supposed to refuse the first time, hesitate the second time, and only on the third time uh, are you... Um, uh, are you are you supposed to go okay now now someone who's a gabai knows that could be if someone takes that approach that could be very troubling but 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 again again in the metaphorical sense of, of it that a person should not think oh I am so great and therefore I should go I should go run to the omen a person should have and even if you have a, a wonderful voice even if you're a tremendous baltfila and everybody is praises you you have to have a sense of humility. It has to be right. What 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 do we say? What what does the Chazan say in Hinani? He says, uh, you know, uh, that that his voice should be dato meura v'dasim aprios. Right? It should be accepted. Even though even though um, even though I am not uh, worthy of it, you know, it was it, it was interesting. It was interesting that you know uh, you know this year, uh, unfortunately, because of our situation, there was a lot of talk about skipping parts of davening on Rosh Hashanah. And and I, I uh, on one of the chats I was on, um, uh, it was interesting that, that, that many many of the rabbonim said that, that they could not broach the thought of skipping hidini because the Baal, they said that the balei tefillas would have rebelled, uh, and because because that because you need that uh, as someone who has davened many years Rosh Hashanah and Kippur that that hidini I always cry when I say hidini because it's awe inspiring it reminds you of who you are what you're supposed to be and what you need to do. And, and and you're not misguided, and you can't be misguided. You have to. You realize your role and and how scary that role is uh, as about tefillah. And, and that and, and that's what uh, Radak says here. That Ivsan uh, was misguided. Ki Ivsan asa shishim suudos says that he used to make sixty meals a day. Bain banavu v'nosav uvechulan lo zimein manoah, and he never and he never invited manoah who had. Who had no no children to any of his meals? akar because he was uh, he didn't have any children. The Radak says that all of Ibsan's children, except for Oved, who he had with Rus, died in his lifetime. ben kayam Yisrael kira Hashem but but then but then it says but but he became a shofet because Hashem saw in his uh, downtroddenness and how we took it. The tohu in kibla haisa etzlamze, and that's so so the Radak points out that we're told about Ibsan to remind ourselves that when when Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives you gifts for family, wealth, uh, good health, don't take it for granted. Don't say I earned it. Don't say I deserve it. Look to be, be humble, be have a sense of of anivas uh, in this. And then he says, uh, uh, And then the Radak is a completely opposite shot where he says that the purpose of the Psukim is to tell us how great and successful Ibsan was, that he had all these children who were all able to get married while he was alive. 
Radak says, don't think for a minute that Ibsen wasn't a good guy. Uh, and, and, and there was tremendous good in him. Maybe he was a little bit misguided, maybe a little, he was a little bit smug about his accomplishments, but he was a tremendous guy. And, and because of, of that resiliency that he had, he became a shofet of Israel. Okay, so that's that's the story uh, on Ibsen. That's an important story uh, to know. And it's under that humility that he eventually shows for, that comes that comes the kings of Israel. That Boaz that Boaz w- was able to take the, the the whole picture and see the brachas that a Kodesh Brachu. Maybe he learned it the hard way, according to the first shot in the Radak, uh, or, or simply he understood it uh, automatically. But he was able to take that uh, concept. And, and, and glorify it in his life. And then he became the chief enforcer of Torah Shabbat Peh as, 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 he could, as he tried to tell people that he's allowed to be married to Rus. And of course, from him comes uh, D- David Amelach. David Amelach is born from people who, who maybe at times made mistakes, but, but made up for their mistakes. And I, I mentioned in the Drush on Shabbos that. Um, Yehuda, Yehuda um, was nervous that, that Yaakov Avinu was going to rebuke him at the time that he gave the brachas to, to his children. And, and Yaakov Avinu said to him, no, you are, you are the leader. You are the one that will be thanked and acknowledged by, by your brothers because you understand that, that we make decisions in life and, and, and we make those decisions, they have consequences. But sometimes the consequences uh, are severe and you stood up to him. When, when Tamar showed, showed him the, the seal and, the, and, and the, 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 the pen and the seal of Chosemis and, 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 and he said, Sad Kamimani, he says, you're right. Like you're, you're, you're better than me. Uh, and later on, that was a midah that he passed on to Dovin Amel. Dovin Amel's greatness, more than in his accomplishments, was in his was in his being, in in his recognition of of that that there's a responsibility in the world to connect to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And when we connect to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, we do it in a in a uh, in a way where we realize that we make mistakes. And Dovin Amel accepted the mistakes that he made. Um, and and anyway, so that's and from that and that comes from Yehuda, that comes from Boaz, and that and that was passed down through the generations. Okay, that's that's the story on Perek Yud Beis. Uh, now we're up to Perek Yud Gimel. Um, just an introductory pasuk, and then I got to give you a, a bigger introduction, which we'll probably spend most of the rest of the night, and maybe we'll look at the Haftorah next week. Vayosibu b'nei it's pasukal. Vayosibu b'nei Yisrael asos B'nei Hashem. B'nei Yisrael continued to do what was bad in the eyes of Hashem. Okay? V'yitneim Hashem b'yad plishtim. Listen to this number. Arba'im shanam. And they were, they were subjective to the, they were, I'm sorry, subservient to plishtim for 40 years. Now, in the other cases, we saw eight, we saw 11, 18, 40 years. I mean, 40 years, there was no concept of doing tshuva, right? Writes the Mesudat, Hema hischilu kodem she'amad shimshon. This began before shimshon became the shofet. V'nichla lo biyamav o'v'tchila asimei Eliyah Kohen. And it goes all the way to Eliyah Kohen in Sefer Shmuel. 
and and, and that's the Radak says that as well. Okay. Okay. So now so now we're locked into a time of severe, you know, we're locked into a time of uh uh you know of uh, the, the British, the Turks, the, the who, who, whoever we want to pick on, uh, our, the land is not the Yavanim, uh, the land is not in our control. Uh, and, that, and that becomes a great challenge. Now, now there's, a, there's a, a number of things that we need to understand uh, before we even look at these Pesukim. And, the, and, really, and they're really startling. So I want to just, uh, I want to start with the Ramban. Uh, the Ramban on Chumash. On Hold on one second. Page. Okay, All right. Writes the Ramban. This week's Parsha, yesterday. Yesterday's Parsha. So, so the Novi tells us, Dan Right? Don will avenge his people. Don will avenge his people. Meaning, there's something in the seed of Don, there's something in the descendants of Don who is going to be a savior of the Jewish people. Okay? He will be a serpent on the road, um, a viper by the path, that bites a horse's heel, and so its rider falls backward. For your salvation do I long, O Hashem. Interesting Hashem. Right? For your salvation, I, I wait for Hashem. Interesting that it's mentioned specifically by Don. So we have to see exactly what that means. So let's start with Rashi, right? Dan, Dan Yadinamo. So Rashi says the following. Exactly. What is Yaakov saying to Shevet Dan? Yinkom, I was actually the Dan himself. Yinkom, Nikmas Amo, Miplishtim. He says, You are going to be the one to avenge the people against Plishtim, against the Philistines. Kamo, ki Adin Hashem Amo. So what is it? What does it mean? What, what does it mean when, when it says when it says the tribes of Israel as one? Call Yisrael All of the Jewish people will be like one, and the, and the one judge will judge them. The uh, and and this was said about Shimshon. And some say it refers to a connection to Yehuda, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. And anyway, so this is Rashi. So Rashi says, Rashi says that, now what does it mean, L'Shuasla Kivisi Hashem? Rashi says when Shimshon is at his end, he's going to call out to Hashem and say, and when, he, when he's captured by the plishtim and he's blinded and, and he's uh, standing by the, the building, he calls out to Hashem to one more time give him strength 
And of course, he collapses the building on everybody, and that was a big uh, that was a big Yeshua and Amisro. Okay, so Rashi already sets the table that 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 Yaakov Avinu told Don that you're going to have a great descendant that's going to commit a tremendous Yeshua among Am Yisrael. So that so that's already the table set. Now 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 listen to the Ramban, and and the Ramban is very important. Says the Ramban, Yomar Yaakov was saying. Dan was saying that he would avenge the vengeance of the people of all the tribes of Israel as one. Meaning, the person who will carry this out will, will do a Yeshua. Not to, so we, we've seen in, in, in Sefer Shoftim that although the Yeshua was technically for all the Jewish people, but sometimes it was within a shevet. Uh, we, we talked about how some Shvatim were complaining they didn't get involved. But, but here it's going to be all the Jewish people as one. The Atam, and writes the Ramban, Ki plishtim heireu Yisrael the plishtim were a nemesis to us many times. In the time of Shamgar ben Anat, which is Perakimel, they began. And by Yiftak, it says, we were sold out to the plishtim. Uh, and all, all this time, we see that the plishtim kept popping up their, their heads. That it's plishtim, 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 and of course we know that doesn't end until David Melech puts an end to them. And there was no one among the shvatim except for Shimshon who humbled the plishtim at any point. Even though it says that Shamgar did do some kind of a Yeshua, but it wasn't a, a tremendous thing, like Shimshon. That it says, but he will begin and he kills all of the governors of Plishtim. Although Shimshon is not the final blow in the hands of the Plishtim, but the Ramban says that what Yaakov Avina was telling Yaakov Dan is that you're going to have a great descendant, and that great descendant is going to come, and he's going to uh, begin a, a tremendous Yeshua in Am Yisrael. Remember, remember, um, the Plishtim are the last severe challenge to ultimate peace in the land of Israel. And if you think, if you think about it, we'll learn Mishem, we'll, we'll continue, we'll learn Sefer Shmuel, and we'll learn Sefer Malachim. After the Plishtim are defeated, you don't really hear a discussion of enemies of the Jewish people. Um, I, I always point out that one of the great contributions of David Amelech, besides the obvious, um, is that he expanded the borders. He created buffer zones uh, where enemies couldn't attack. Um, and it was it was a time of of complete peace uh, among, among the Jew, among the Jewish people, uh, and and that's very important. So the so the Ramban says that the bracha to Don was that you're going to have a great descendant, and that descendant is going to begin is going to cause such a Yeshua and Am Yisrael that it's going to be the beginning, the end of all enmity that that existed in the land of Israel, and and eventually out of that they're going to build the base of Mikdash, and there'll be kings and. And, and all and all of that is going to uh, take take place, uh, and 
uh, and it's really, and it's an amazing idea uh, that, 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 that we're going on here. And it also tells you that the brachas that Yaakov Abinu gave were, were ultimate brachas. They were brachas for, for the future. Um, I wanted to point out something else interesting that I saw. Uh, it seems like I left that at home, fortunately, but okay, but I'll, I'll just tell you what I saw. Don plays a very important role in the development of the Jewish people. If, if you remember, if you look in Parshas Bamidbar, so Parshas Bamidbar is the census of the Jewish people and is also the encampment of the Jewish people. And what's the goal of the encampment? To be, to be around the, the Mishkan. The Mishkan, uh, where, where, where Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence rested upon the Jewish people, was at the center of the camp. And, and, and it says that, that so, so how, how did the camps work? Who was at the beginning? Yehuda. Yehuda was the king. Yehuda was the leader of the Jewish people. Who was in the back? Don. Don was the, it says he's called the Me'asef L'cholamachanus. He's the one who gathers in together uh, all the camps. That the Jew, that, that so to speak, the bookends of the Jewish people were symbolic of Yehuda and Don, meaning that Don is going to play a role in the ultimate picture of the Jewish people. The, um, um, the, I saw it brought down that the Medrash says that, that Yehuda, of course, is Mashiach. Um, ultimately, Mashiach comes from David Amela. But who's the mother of Mashiach? So that's the father of Mashiach. So I said, the Medrash brings down that a descendant of Dun is going to be the mother of, of, of Mashiach. So, so Dun is going to play that ultimate. When Yaakov was telling Dun in, in, in this week's parsha was that, that you are going to play a significant role in the ultimate picture of the Jewish people. And, and the immediate picture, he you're gonna have a leader who's gonna help help push out all the enemies uh, of the Jewish people and allow them to live in Eretz Yisrael properly. And the ultimate picture, you're gonna play a major role. Uh, I, I wrote in the notes, which I uh, apologize, I left it at home. Um, I wrote in my notes that that this idea, this medrash is a smach that, that of a machlokas in the Gemara in Sanhedrin. There's a machlokas in the Gemara in Sanhedrin about whether the ten shvatim, you know, ten lost tribes, are they ever going to come back? So uh, anyone's ever listened to Rabbi Wine uh, knows that there is a famous legend about the Sambachion River, that there's this river called the Sambachion, and, and all the ten shvatim are living behind that river, and when Mashiach comes, uh, they're going to come across the river and they're going to rejoin us. The, uh, so, well, so that's just a legend. Anyway, uh, so there's Machlokas in the Gemara about whether they're gonna, there's going to be the Ten Shvatim, there's not going to be the Ten Shvatim. Rabbi Akiva was of the opinion that there won't be, um, but other opinions say there will be. So maybe this is a, a smach to the idea that the, that the Ten Shvatim um, will be um, re reestablished because the descendant, because Mashiach will, will come from um, Don, not, not just Yehuda, but from Don, Don as well. So Anyway, so just a little bit connecting the parsha to what we are discussing. Okay, so that that's 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 in terms of, of Dun and the role that it played and Shimshon played in the in the story. Now, so we know and we're going to learn in this parak that Shimshon becomes a nazir, and he becomes what's called a nazir olam. Um, there are a number of mishnayos that talk about. Uh, what happens if you make a, a neder and you say Kinezero Shimshon? Are you bound by it or, or are you not bound by it? Okay, so we're, we're not going to talk about that now because it comes late, later on. 
Now, but I wanted to share a little bit with you insights into Nazirus. Nazir Nikra Kodesh. This is from uh, from Beis Medrash Rabbonim in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, Nazir Nikra Kadosh. A Nazir, a Nazarite, is considered holy. He says, a Nazir who only separates himself from drinking wine and, and the, the requirements of Nazirus, he's called a holy individual. The Pasuk says in Parshish Naso, someone who... who who it focuses on separating himself from things that will lead him to sin, how great, how much more so is that person uh, Kodesh. Um, Rash, Rashi says on, on, on the words in, in, in Parshish Kedoshim, Kedoshim to you, uh, Rashi says Prushim to you, that yet we have to be separatists. It does not mean that we're supposed to separate ourselves from the world and live as monks. That is not a Jewish concept. But what it means is that we have to ha create siyogim. We have to create boundaries. We have to, you know, which, which is the story, the, the failure of, of Sefer Shoftim, where in Sefer Shoftim, there was the boundary they were supposed to create was to chase out the goyim, to chase out the kananim and not live among the goyim. And we failed in that. And, there were, and, and we needed a nazir, uh, interesting, it's the Nazir Shimshon who comes in and and reminds us that that a Nazir represents boundaries and and the failure to have boundaries in your life that then you miss the boat in creating kedusha um, in 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 your life and that, and that's a very important idea. And the Ramban says, uh, uh, famous Ramban on kedoshim tiyu that that's that sometimes we even have to separate ourselves from things that are not always a hundred percent forbidden but it's not the right thing uh should i be in this place uh you know they're having a party and uh i'm not gonna drink or i'm not gonna participate in those things i'll just be there so the ramban will tell the ramban will say to you that's not the right place for you to be you're not supposed to be uh you're not you're not supposed to 